Hello. Ah, ho, 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 hello. Hello. How are you today, young man? I'm I'm fine, Santa. How are how are you? Oh, I I have to tell you I've got a bit of an upset tummy. I had far too many cookies mm. to yesterday. Ginger snaps to be precise. Oh, usually ginger is good for your stomach. I'm surprised. Oh, that's what Mrs. Claus said, too. But uh, it appears Mrs. Claus included an extra bit of fiber in those cookies to help Santa with his cholesterol. And he had one too many. And he's a little bit stopped up today. <laughs> oh, that's that's no good, Santa. Um, no good yeah. at all. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, hopefully everything, you know. Goes down the chimney just fine. Um, oh, oh, just to, you know, keep, keep, uh, I don't know, drinking milk, I guess. Although that doesn't seem that hydrating or useful in this context. <laughs> no, indeed it is not. Santa will have some, some candy cane water and oh. he should be fine. Right as rain. For the holidays, mm, I, I was gonna say peppermint tea, but yeah, candy cane water is uh, is also the other thing. Are you those can do. not the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, Santa, I, I think I need to say goodbye to you because uh, I, I think I hear Micah coming. Um, but ah, uh, uh, yes, yeah. I I have him on my list, and he's hovering between nice and naughty. So oh. we'll see what this episode does for him, and we'll see if he gets coal for Christmas this year. Goodbye, Joseph Rosenstiel. Goodbye, <laughs> Santa Claus. Uh, hopefully, you poop. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, um, I hope he poops too. Oh, because yeah. everybody poops. Mm-hmm. Everybody poops, even Santa Claus. <laughs> mm-hmm. Little little ra- reindeer. Nuggets. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Micah, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. I am great. Um, although I'm kind of annoyed because um, uh, we've got people. Um, so <laughs> earlier this year, I got a call, um, and I did not get to it because I was in the middle of. Uh, work and um, they were calling about uh, coming in needed in to enter my my home uh, to install something in the hot water heater um, and I was not uh, I, I like I didn't answer it because I wasn't there to answer it and so they were trying to do it the day of and as you know you do your best to give it uh, tw- what is it? 24 hours is, is supposed to be what it is. Um, and now I'm getting another 24 hour notice to enter. And it's like, really during the holidays, you couldn't wait until afterward. Like I've got presents everywhere and it's just anyway, mm. the, 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 the perks of renting instead of owning wow. as they are. Well, the perk of owning is, uh, you know, not fixing things and then <laughs> just letting them be yeah yeah uh not that i've been running a space heater in this office this morning because it was too cold uh, and the central heat is uh is st- still not addressed uh oh, no. by my uh, landlord um yeah mm. but uh but yes 
that's that's the the current uh, Christmas cheer situation here. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I don't Christmas and, cheer, more like Christmas chill. Yeah, am I right? That yeah. was terrible. I, I <laughs> just forget, forget it, forget but I said the, anything. Uh, I, I I don't really remember fondly the occasions where my landlord uh, of my old apartment would call. Um, usually as the handyman was entering, if not after uh, the handyman had been there, uh, to inform me that there was an emergency situation where there was a leak and that he needed to enter right away. Because if it's an emergency, then they can they can enter. Uh, and usually it would be an emergency because it'd be a leak. And it'd be like, well, maybe we shouldn't just keep plastering over this problem that yeah. has been unaddressed uh, for so long, uh, the entire time that I lived there. But, uh, but yes, that, that it was... That was always just terrible because also the same handyman who um, was not super respectful of uh, my or really the landlord's property, if you think about it. Um, like the one time they changed the hot water heater, the the guy did it um, by himself, I guess. Uh, he kind of just drained the rusty water from the hot water heater onto the carpet uh, that was in the hall. Yeah. And uh, made a bit of a mess. And then I didn't know he was coming back the next day to finish what he was doing because no one told me that uh so he actually made more of a mess the next day um and then i got to to clean that one up too uh, see it was fun the, I'm, I'm of mixed minds of this obviously the mess is terrible but it sounds like they were doing a thing that no one ever realizes you're supposed to do which is that once a year you are supposed to drain your hot water heater because it fills with hard uh hard metals and and um other sorts of of debris um, over the course of a of, of time, I guess is the best way to put that. And it's the sediment settles at the bottom of the hot water heater if you've got a tank. And oh, if you don't uh, clear it out every year, then as time goes on, that debris gets higher and higher and higher in the bottom of the tank, and so you have less hot water overall. But you have to do it. You, when you so, so you're supposed to drain it every year because that flushes out the debris and flushes out the hot water heater and then you refill it. But there is one thing that because I, I learned how to do this and, and started doing it. But there's one um, one. What is the word I want to use? Trick pitfall oh. <laughs> one, one neat trick there is one pitfall that people need to be aware of which is that you have to flush it don't don't um so you, you put a hose on the side there's a, a place where the the hot water heater drains and you're supposed to put a hose on it uh not just drain it under the carpet and then lead it out or to a drain somewhere and then it drains out and then what i did was at that point after it had drained out i closed everything up and started to refill it, ready to use it again. What you need to do is turn the water back on and basically send water down and let it flush anything else that might still be in there out. Because what ended up happening was um, I, when I refilled it, that sediment was pushed through into the lines. And so when I turned the water on at my kitchen sink and in my bathrooms... All of that sediment got forced to the other side of the aerators that are uh, present on most faucets. That's the thing. If you ever go to a place and the water is coming out like <laughs> that's because they did not put an aerator on it, uh, as you're supposed to do with every faucet. But those aerators are just like little mesh um nozzles essentially well they don't have to be nozzles per se just little mesh 
uh, filters that send the water out in what amounts to tiny, tiny little streams that makes it a nice, pleasing uh, bit of water. So all of that sediment collected on the backside of that mesh filter. And so I had to uh, remove those filter, those little mesh um, filters. And in some cases, the sediment sort of got caught in the mesh. And so I had to replace a bunch of them. So they're, they're only like, you know, 15 cents a piece or something. So it wasn't that big of a deal, except that it was annoying that I didn't realize that there was going to be sediment uh, collecting there. So yeah, you can um, both flush it again after you've drained it and then also take the um, any sort of aerating type filter that you have on any of the, the water pipes uh, in your house, your kitchen sink, your bathroom sinks, your shower, and uh, just turn on the water and let it run through and that will take out any remaining sediment that might be stuck in there. So it's a process. But if you don't do it every year, then slowly but surely, you're going to have less and less hot water. And it's also going to be water that's sort of sitting in gross metal stuff uh, for a long period of time. And that's because of the sacrificial rod, which is, yes, that is what it's called, the sacrificial rod that that sits in the middle of a hot water tank um, that basically is there to gather any uh nasties that are in your water it's you you put it there to sacrifice itself because it's I, I can't remember if it's anodization or if it's electrical charge there's something about it that make galvanization maybe that makes it collect that nasty stuff um I, I, i'm sorry water. i'm just backing up here it really is called a sacrificial rod yes look up sacrificial rod and uh you'll probably see different um guides on how to replace a sacrificial rod (laughs) wow otherwise known as a sacrificial anode oh yeah a sacrificial rod nine inch long magnesium anode rod oh look at that there's a little diagram Mm -hmm. yeah sticking sticking down in there the flu the the anode rod the dip tube ah the the dip tube my favorite, my favorite parts of the water heater. I uh, love the before and after of sacrificial rods because it's like, holy moly, it's so it does so much work. Oh yeah, there's one here uh, from I guess thervgeeks.com, and it shows the <laughs> comparison of an old one and a new one, and you, it just looks like all pitted out and weird. Yeah, so strange. Yeah, it's really gross. Ew, old anode rod, bad. <laughs> is the new anode rod but uh anyway so the anode rod sacrificed itself for our water sins uh it did it yeah, did but that's more yeah. of an easter thing than a christmas thing that's um, yeah you should you should replace it in, <laughs> on easter <laughs> yeah that's actually not a bad sort of um mnemonic to remember too i don't know how often you're actually supposed to change the sacrificial rod and i actually would recommend having that done by a professional the oh. flushing is much easier to do and you don't necessarily need a plumber to do that Mike, as someone who hey, just if you, learned if you can afford it the, yeah I, as someone who just learned of the existence of a sacrificial rod i am in no way or shape going to replace one um it, it is just it, that's that's in the the purview of the professionals as you said uh, i i did no absolutely not uh but hopefully it's fine since we just got the new water heater last year so whatever at least yeah. that that's working agreed mm-hmm so, 
what's what's going on? What's up? I I don't know. I mean, got my little watch thingy we talked about last time. My little watch thing. My little watch thing. <laughs> Still have my old old creaky iPhone 11 um, Pro, so it's hanging on. <laughs> and I imagine it's doing okay. It's fine. It's mainly issues around um, what seem like uh, RAM stuff with uh, the new iOS 13, uh, where it's, you know, this always happens when you have a slightly older phone that's like two or three years old from the current uh, release of iOS, where it's like, yeah, if you go to Safari and then you go to another app and you go back to Safari, it's like, oh no, I need to like regenerate the universe and recreate everything about this page. And it's like, please, please just keep it in memory. <laughs> I, I'm trying to go back and forth between two things. How hard could it be? Uh, but uh, but yeah, that's uh, one of the joys, I guess, is Safari. But at least I'm assuming it's because there's a lack of RAM on this older device and they're, you know, doing it for the new, the new guys. But uh, yeah, it's mainly also the storage thing, too. As we talked about before, uh, I go through my uh, my photos and delete some some old stuff every now and then. Old screenshots, uh, old photos of Guy Fieri, uh, stuff, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, that I don't really need. Um, and then it, it just uh, frees up enough space so I can keep taking more photos of things I don't need. So that's good. It's it's just a, sort of a an ongoing process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. An ongoing process. Yeah. Uh, our uh, our mutual friend, uh, Dan, Dan Sturm, uh, he makes fun of me because uh, why don't you just turn on an iCloud Photos and not have all of the copy, you know, don't have the, the copy of everything on your local device. Just have it all in the cloud and then on demand, pull it down whenever you need it. And I, I just don't like it. I yeah. have that set that way on all of my devices. It's in, it's in the cloud except for my um, iPad, which has plenty of space and I keep it that way. Um so that I have local copies of that. And then, of course, my computer, because I've got two terabytes, I think. Is that how much this is? Um, of space. And so there's plenty to hold hold me photos mm-hmm. and me uh, videos. But um, my partner, he does not like iCloud photo storage at all. And so on his phone, he has everything local. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it is... J- Jason has it on his... Uh, and he's com- been complaining about it because he's like, every photo is blurry, and then it's you know finally snaps back to being like the the full resolution one. And it's like, yeah, that's because it's downloading from the internet the full resolution one. But uh, but whatever. And anyway, he he complains because sometimes when he's taking a photo, it'll be all blurry and weird, and then it'll snap oh, back yeah. into being the the crispy version. I I think that that's mm-hmm. also a bit of um after after hours processing of the photo is mm-hmm. my understanding, um because the image signal processor has gotten even more ridiculous in the latest model iPhones or the later model iPhones. And I've noticed that with a lot of my photos, um, when I first switch from the camera to photos and look at the photo, it takes a second to get everything because not only is it um, sort of doing what it needs to do to process the photo, but it's also immediately trying to look if it can make any suggestions, if you've got live photos active uh, and other editing suggestions that it can possibly make so that if you choose edit, then you can choose that automatic button and it will, you know, figure out what you're 
what looks best for it. So there's a lot more processing than ever before. And I think that that has played a role in a- immediately after you take a photo. I've noticed that too, is, is basically what I'm getting at. Yeah. I'll often kind of have to wait for it to spin. <laughs> I have like a very brief lag, just like, you know, a blink and then it's, mm-hmm. it's fine. But for, for whatever reason on his, sometimes it'll just stick around with like the low res ish looking one for a while. Oh, wow. Um, so the theory was it had something to do with something sinking, uh, that we don't know about, but almost like it's going up to the cloud first and then, yeah, but that doesn't make a ton of sense. No, so we're not entirely like certain, but, uh, anyway, he says it's a piece of garbage and he wants to get a new one, but then I'm like, uh, so let me tell you about, uh, the inventory shortage, uh, that, <laughs> Yeah. What would you like to know about shipping and commerce and uh, cross-border uh, supplies? Because yeah. I've got it all right here. Because every tech blog everywhere has become an expert on that. Yeah, I mean, the global supply chain is a this is just a fun topic for any any kind of conversation you want to have. Uh, the GSC. Yeah, he uh, he's a little upset. He still can't walk into a store and get one. Um, and I'm like, yeah, oh, well. That's, well, there are some yeah. that you can walk into a store and get because that's what Sebastian did. Mm-hmm. But I imagine he doesn't want a mini or or right. one of those. Yeah, it's, it's the thirteens that are in stock, seemingly, um, and the pros are uh, perennially. Um, oh, he's a pro, is he? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he wants he wants the the fanciest cameras because uh, I mean, everything about his phone is basically like around Instagram, so. Got it. Got uh, it. Everything has to be about taking a photo that goes on the internet, um, and it should like be the best at doing that sort of thing. So he doesn't. He doesn't want the. He doesn't want the thirteen. Or well, the there's 13 a Google mini. Pixel Six. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he has threatened several times. He he has been like, I'm gonna get a Samsung because this is so terrible. And I'm like, no, no, because I don't think you. I don't. I don't. You have he, no idea what yeah. you're even joking about. <laughs> <laughs> I was like talk about like cutting off your nose to spite your face like i just uh don't think that that would really improve his situation at all but he doesn't really seem to uh have any you know understanding of that just mainly he's annoyed um but uh yeah for like a brief shining moment in history last thursday uh there were the iphone models that we needed um no, not last Thursday, two two Thursdays ago. The iPhone models that we needed were in two separate stores. Uh, one was in the Glendale Galleria and one was in uh, the Americana at Brand, which I don't know if they're the the Apple stores in closest proximity to one another, but they're they're basically walkable between the two. Uh, it is it is a uh, kind of ridiculous because they're two malls that are across the street from each other. Um and for one reason, one has an Apple store, the other one has an Apple store. Uh, so what? But the uh, uh, one had the one that I would want to get with the storage that I need. And then the other one has the one that he wants to get with the storage he needs. Um, but they only had it for that day. And then it's been gone since then. And then now it's just the the one terabyte ones that you see popping up every now and then. Um Because I don't know if you've ever done it, but on the Apple store app, it'll show you uh, availability of similar models at the bottom um and when it says similar it means like it'll even sometimes throw in like a 13 and it's like "Uh, is that similar to what i was asking you (laughs) to provide me with because i think i just wanted a pro but uh it'll it'll have it in there and just be like yeah here's the one terabyte version it's like (sighs) not exactly yeah Yeah. huh that's nice that it does uh offer 
an easier way to because I would think that you'd have to go through the whole process every single time. Oh, you you do. Uh, oh, in terms of when you first open the app, you need to make all those selections for like, yes, I'm going to turn in one, blah, blah, blah. This is my plan. Yes, that one, blah, 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 blah. You have to do that every single oh, time. God. Um, and when you get to the end of it, it's like you could make a sh- Siri shortcut to check on the availability of this thing, whatever you want. And it's like, OK, I'll do that because that'll save me time. Right. And it makes the worst Siri shortcut I you could possibly have for this task because it doesn't actually check the things you would want to uh, have. Hold on a second. Let me pull up uh, this thing because I haven't run it in uh, over a month because I was like so disappointed in what this crap does. So after 10 seconds, it pulls up a thing that has a little spinner. And then it says the exact model that I was looking for is not available near me. Um, and only at one store it checks that's it just wow it doesn't do anything else so it's like if you want to actually know like all the stores in los angeles or the los angeles greater los angeles area you have to go to the app so it's like why did you make the shortcut that checks one (sighs) store (sighs) that's (laughs) do you think they'd make it easier (laughs) (laughs) so that you people can buy the these devices (laughs) that uh yeah, that's not great. Not great. No, and unfortunately, we're in a situation where we have had um, off and on uh, travel moments over the past <laughs> couple months. Uh huh. Um, yeah. And done a few places, done a few things. Yeah. Yeah. So that has disrupted our ability to receive a delivery. Um, so we can't like sign up for. Ah. Yeah. Because then, if we're not well, here, what I'm hearing here yeah. is. What what I'm hearing is that it's just a, a failure to sort of commit. It's like, sorry, mom, I can't come see your your late christening because I have to wait for my iPhone, and and that's really what should be being said, and that's it, not what's being said. So, mm, yeah, yeah, I should really just you know cancel Christmas on my mom. Then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just if you really want a phone, that's yeah. what you should be doing. Yeah. Uh, no, I, 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 uh, I don't know. I'll probably survive the holiday season, and then that'll give me something to do in January. Uh, <laughs> yeah, aside that's from true. taking apart the tree. When everything's all slow, mm-hmm. I have a confession. Oh, I, um, I didn't, I didn't put up a tree. Gasp. Uh, what, what, uh because of any particular reason or just yeah, you're tired it was it well yeah very tired mm-hmm. um firstly but also because typically what i would do is it, it goes up after thanksgiving and mm-hmm. i kept going oh let's do it a little bit later oh, let's do it a little bit later and now doing it means taking it down so soon and my sort of um Vulcan brain comes into effect and says, it is illogical to waste what time you have putting up a tree that you will then take down at the end of the month. And so I guess um, Spock was a Scrooge is what the uh, is what the, the conclusion of that is. No. Um, yeah. So I just it, it just feels now at this point like what's the point when I'm just going to have to take it down again? And I, uh, that's my problem is really this, uh, uh, as Georgia Dow is once to say about me, um, 
a perfectionist's mindset is can kind of hamper uh, the desire to do a thing because if I'm going to do a thing, then I have to go all out on the thing, and I can't. I'm not very good at making um, what's that word compromises mm. uh, when it comes to that. So if I take out the tree, I can't just put up the tree. I have to perfectly fluff it, and that means I have to put on gloves because if I don't, when the tree scratches me, it makes my it raises my, the skin on my arms. So it's like I have an allergic reaction to it. So um, you're allergic to your artificial tree. I I appear to be allergic to the coating on artificial trees. Interesting. Um, and so I, you know, thinking about that. I sort of go a little Odo there, uh, the changeling avoiding pain. Um, and I I don't know why. I, I just always make Star Trek references with you and sometimes with others who don't get them. But anyway, um, and so there's that. And then if I'm going to do the tree, then obviously I have to do the other decorations, like the garland that goes around the um, the stair grasp thing <laughs> what is that called the handle that's on the side of the stairs <laughs> handrail the handrail thank yeah. you um and then the battery operated lights that go throughout the house that i need to buy some new um some more char rechargeable batteries mm -hmm. uh and then i've got to set up the uh the internet connected plugs that are specific for the holidays that you know turn on and off the mm -hmm. the lights and the trees and so now you start to see it's like all of this stuff that if I'm going to do it, I have to do it because my brain is weird. And so I'm like, I either go all in or I just don't do it. And I've chosen to just not do it um, while giving permission, not that it's needed, but making it clear that the permission is there for my partner if he wants to, to hang up the tree, hang up the tree, no, put up the tree, <laughs> or the mini trees that I have. I've got not M-A-N-Y, but M-I-N-I. -I. Um, so he knows he can do that if he wants to. But um, yeah, I think, uh, I, th I, I, well, no, I know. It's not a think, it's a no. There's And also we're going to his uh, family's house for the holidays, uh, like the celebration of the holidays. So if it was at my house, then a thousand percent, I would have had decorations put up probably before Thanksgiving just to like start preparing and then layering on top of that. Um, but yeah, if you're not even going to be at your house for very long on Christmas Day, then also why? Hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I don't uh, want to uh, contradict you, but... Uh, we, no, please do. Because I, I, I hope that people out there, when they hear this, they aren't thinking that I'm, you know, preaching this mindset or anything like that. It's just an explanation of why I have not done that. I think that anybody that hangs, again, I don't know why I keep saying hang. It's not an upside down tree. Anyone who puts up their tree and like gets all in. I love that. I just, for me this year, it was like, Meh. but I saw your tree. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, Christmas was always a big deal in my family. Uh, growing up and it remains a big deal um, specifically uh, it, it is like I think the holiday my mom cares about the most um, and so she always puts up a tree she always goes all out for Christmas she would host Christmas like 99% of the time when we were uh, growing up um, and so it was it was always a big deal uh, and I've only not been home for Christmas twice 
uh, once when I first started my current job um, because I didn't have the time off to take. Uh, and then uh, it, even though I should have just, you know, been like, I'll take it unpaid and whatever because I was just miserable. Um, but then I had uh, the last year, um, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. For reasons that are clear to everyone, uh, I yes. was I was here. Uh, but it, wait, but for the historians who will go back and listen to this, mm-hmm. it's was because of the pandemic, right? Oh yeah, there was this uh, viral plague, uh, which is over now. It's done. Uh, oh my god, don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but uh, this was you know there were no vaccines or boosters or anything. Um, so you were advised, please do not you know, interact with other people or go on airplanes or do any of that stuff. So, uh, we didn't, uh, and, uh, we stayed here and, uh, my, uh, my boyfriend, Jason, um, whom I love and have been with for many, many years, um, his family does not do Christmas or really any holidays very much. Like they exchange like, well, he mostly receives gifts. I get, I don't know if exchange is the right word there, but uh, he <laughs> he doesn't uh, observe in terms of like decor, um, uh, any of this like festive stuff. So he doesn't he doesn't understand like why put in the effort, um, right? You know, right. You're gonna have to take this down, and this is whether or not you're there. So last year I was miserable. I finally got him to allow me to get uh, some stuff, but by the time that we were gonna get stuff, it was too late to get it. Uh, cause it was like all the good things had been sold out, uh, oh, no. or, you know, if we were going to buy like a, if we were going to buy like a, uh, real tree, because my preference is always a real tree, but, uh, if we were going to yeah. buy a real tree, it would have, uh, been like, uh, I think the cheapest one we found was like a hundred something dollars and it would have been up for two weeks at that point. So we're just like, screw it. And we're not going to spend that much money and blah, 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 blah. It seems like a bad idea because we have to get it up the stairs and do all that stuff. Um, cause we're not, it's not ground level. Um, and, and it was just like, okay, well we can't get an artificial one cause everybody's out of like an appropriate sized artificial tree that doesn't look like, uh, you, you just have like a stick with some of that, like, mid-century garland uh like the the prototype of artificial garland um you know you know where it's like the really coarse what looks like Mm -hmm. tiny little shreds of tape um as opposed to like anything realistic and so it was just like it was just depressing and then we finally got um this awful little uh it was a canadian blue aspen like shrub bush thing it was in a pot that you got from uh i think we got it from lowe's after driving to three other uh, Home Depot's and, and other Lowe's um, to to get one uh, that that was our our compromise on that and uh, some sad garland from Michael's uh, craft store and it was just I was just so unhappy with that it was just like well mm-hmm. this is our first Christmas in this house and it's not great um, but then this year uh, you know w- we have the opportunity uh, because of vaccines and boosters to. Uh, move about a little more uh and we will be seeing um my mom and uh stepdad and all that stuff uh and so there's a tree to go to but i also realize that part of christmas is i need to have the christmas festivities around me leading up to it yeah um so it doesn't just feel like i just like flipped on a christmas like light switch on the day of um so i insisted before thanksgiving getting uh, 
an artificial tree so that we would have it. And that way I wouldn't worry about it drying out and like catching fire um, uh, while, we, <laughs> while we were not here. Um, and also with the prices of, uh, you know, real trees skyrocketing, um, mm-hmm. the price difference uh, for buying an artificial tree that's going to last multiple years, it was it was just not even like worth the calculation. So uh, I got a seven and a half foot tree which is a little tall because it is, a, <laughs> I think we have eight foot ceilings, maybe slightly higher than eight um, in the living room. And so uh, someone was uh, unhappy um, that it was so large and like, what are you going to do? Where are you going to put it? Blah, 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 blah. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to make it work. And uh, out of spite, I made Christmas happen, um, which is, I feel uh, rewarding and motivating because um, I had something to work off of to make make the christmas happen and now uh we both enjoy it because uh he even turns on the the christmas lights because i got it hooked up to a smart switch uh you know so and we went and we bought another smart switch yesterday and they don't make the kinds of smart switches that i used to buy so i had to investigate buying new kinds of smart switches which is why we have the wemo minis now um which i actually quite like uh after having used other smart switches to set up um because initially i had an iHome based on Matt Alexander's recommendation. And then I had an iDevices based on your recommendation, but then iDevices seems to have stopped making those switches. So I wasn't sure what to do. And we wound up with these Wemo minis and uh, they work fine. Setup was easy. I didn't need to download the Wemo app at all. I just use the the home app to do it. Uh, So that is my preference because uh, my only other experience with uh, the smart switch apps uh has been negative in terms of both the iDevices app and the iHome app uh but the, the the little switch is all set up and it turns on the garland um and then i have the other uh iHome switch and it turns on the tree and then i set up a little scene in home and it's called christmas and i put like a little like one of those confetti bugle things um because <laughs> they don't have like a christmas tree thing or access to other emoji it has a very limited set of things it's like come on guys i'm trying to be like be festive here so anyway we got a we got a scene so you can push a button and christmas turns on that's you know all i could really ask for or want really um is to have a button that turns on christmas uh and uh it makes me makes me happy uh just sitting there you know watching tv um uh jason uh has an expression that he picked up from one of his younger co-workers going through something uh which is abbreviated to gts uh so according to him i was extremely gts uh about uh the christmas stuff because yeah. he came home when i had decorated the entire tree uh, and it i was very loudly playing um i think i had gone through the michael buble album and mariah carey and then oh. i was on pentatonics by the time he got there um I don't even like pentatonics, but I just needed festive stuff happening. Uh, and, uh, it was, it was, it was festive And the, the, the TV, I had a fireplace, a video from YouTube going, uh, because, uh, I guess I was GTS. Um, <laughs> so there, there's that. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that it was resolved, uh, that you, you know, that you were able to get that in the end. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, I completely understand and respect what you're saying, that it is not logical, but, um, you know, Logic, uh, is, I think, yeah, this yeah. is not one of those things that, that, you know, requires logic. And if the sort of 
emotional part of me outweighed that, I would absolutely have that tree hanging up and, oh my God, I don't know why I keep saying that. I would have the tree up by now. I I really hope that next year when you you do decide to hang up a tree, that you have an upside down stalagmite the tree bolted to your ceiling I feel like i need to yeah it's the only way and then when the landlord comes in to do whatever it is with the water heater next year because you've been putting it off the entire year then he'll <laughs> see your upside down christmas tree and finally respect you they will get it they will finally get it mm-hmm. oh boy yeah yeah no but uh i don't i don't know yeah and I feel like also a christmas tree is also a very personal thing like the size scale fullness mm-hmm uh style um i only have one thing that i'm against Mm -hmm. and it's white trees ah all white trees yeah okay not all white trees (laughs) anyway so (laughs) the the uh, the reason why i ask is because i'm not a fan of the flocked trees but i can appreciate those but all white trees i just i don't like them i think they're wrong yeah i see i feel differently because uh I think there's something sort of like if you have like a house in Palm Springs or something and you're going for that mid-century modern feeling and you have like your pink metallic or white Christmas tree and your colorful ornaments, whatever um, you you do you uh, people. But when it comes to flocked Christmas trees, I'm just like, who thinks it snowed in your living room? Like, why are you doing that? <laughs> yeah. I, do you remember? I don't know um, if you did this, but the 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 sort of just grab a handful of tinsel and throw it at the tree and see where it sticks. Yeah. Well, my, I had a stepmother, um, who was into tinsel and when we were kids, um, you give that tinsel to kids. It's like giving them, you know, firecrackers or whatever. They love it. Um, but as an adult, uh, or even as a teen, I I recognized that it was uh, a tacky, um, kind of (laughs) thing. So I didn't enjoy it very much. Um, when I would see it on trees. Just everywhere. That one, oh man, it just gets everywhere. It's not as yeah. bad as glitter, but yeah. No, I use. I still have because um, we have glitter on some of the ornaments, uh, and there's just nothing you can do about it. It's just gonna fall off no matter what you do. Um, no matter Even how if gently you, spray you touch them with it. hairspray, it's still mm-hmm. stuck. Um, my stepmom had these really cool lights that uh, the base of them had the normal white incandescent uh, bulb inside, little you know mini light, not LED at this time, still incandescent. But above them was this sort of um, thermometer-shaped glass vial uh, within which was this fluid uh, that it was like a sort of maroon, uh, burgundy-ish color, and you turn on the lights and you'd get, because the, the base of it was a sort of crystal globe looking thing. So you could see the white light, but then as the incandescent bulb heated the fluid, the fluid would start bubbling. And so it was this really cool, um, just combination of, of the light bleeding into that purple, but then also the movement of those, uh, of the, the, the fluid inside of the vial was really cool. Now you obviously had to be super careful with them. Um, and she was very good about taking care of them, making sure, but I always remember every year, uh, being excited to see those ones get turned on. Um, and she at one point worked at, uh, one of the department stores in our hometown. And so she had to decorate, during the holidays, the trees. And so I remember her teaching us the way to make a tree look fuller by 
taking the light strand and wrapping it through each mm-hmm. of the branches. Um, and so that, again, uh, I... When I if I'm gonna put up the tree, I've got to do the lights the right way too. So that's also part of the problem. It's like not only do you fluff it, but whenever you hang the the lights onto the tree, you can't just for me, you can't just wrap it around. It's gotta go branch by branch, mm-hmm. uh, so that you can see the the layers throughout the entire tree. Yeah. I just make things so difficult for myself. Well, no, but your stepmom and my mom did the same thing where you wrap around every single branch. Uh, and that's, like you said, it makes it look more full. It makes it have en- enough lights. Um, because there's also something about if you just wrap around the exterior, it, it doesn't make the tree look very, um, bright, uh, yeah. or twinkly, um, twinkly. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, as you go through, you get like the occlusions of like lights inside being blocked and then coming back on as you walk past. So anyway, the, the, the thing there is I, I completely agree and I would totally do that except uh I I bought a tree that has it's pre-lit. Um, and is it are there plenty of there, lights? There These are, days, yeah. yeah. That's that's what I found. The only thing about the tree that I bought was that I bought one that was pre-lit with white lights and I wanted some color in there, so I bought a strand of color that I wrap into it as well. Um oh, but, see that was gonna be my next question is what color lights do you like on your Christmas tree? Yeah, I mean, I like both, but I'm more of a fan of the colorful lights because I love how it looks. Again, that twinkling from a distance. So yeah, the the tree is a pre-lit white light tree, and then I add a strand of color lights onto it. And so I I find that's enough of a balance. When we were kids, um, we had like 15 strands of lights for the tree and we would just go to town just covering that thing in lights i remember um it was always a lot of fun because i mean at that point there were four bodies all working together and we we had a perfect place for the tree when you walk into my childhood home um the left is the living room. You walk through uh, a doorway to get into the kitchen dining room area and then some bedrooms in the back. But uh, as you walk in to the right, there's a flight of stairs that goes up to a landing and then turns and then goes up the rest of the way. So the tree could sit right in that sort of 90 degree angle um, of the the where the stair there's you know the stairs going up on the right and then a little bit of a wall before that that uh, doorway into the rest of the house and so it sat there and we would um, take the lights and you know wrap them around there but then the whole it was um, the the stair railing was more open and so we could wrap uh, garland and all that around each of the poles on the stairs and then wrap it around the stairway going up and then lights up and around. And so it was all this whole corner of just holiday joy. Uh, that was a lot of fun, um, growing up. And then my mom would always buy, um, each kid would get to choose their favorite box of candy canes. And so some like my, I think my sister really liked the blue raspberry candy canes. Uh, I typically went for the peppermint, because I am, I am, and will always be an old man. <laughs> um, and then my, you know, my other siblings chose like Jolly Rancher or, or Lifesaver or whatever. And so everybody had their own box of um, of candy canes that you would hang on the tree along with the other ornaments. Um, so I did that last year. I bought several boxes of candy canes and hung them on the tree. And I don't eat 
added sugar. I don't eat anything with added sugar. Um, so I couldn't eat the candy canes. So oh, I was, was going to say, because it's only sugar, so it's not added. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, well, I, yeah, I basically, I didn't eat the candy canes because I don't, I'm, I'm obviously some food like salads but with lettuce, the lettuce has sugar in it. That's okay because that's how it's grown, but I don't eat anything that's just sugar or putting sugar into things. So I couldn't eat the candy canes, um, and obviously that was way too many candy canes for Sebastian. So uh, I just had this whole box or basket full of candy canes that sat there for a few months, and then I just threw them away. So won't be doing the candy canes uh, again <laughs> for sure uh, because there's no one here to to eat them. I guess until they make uh, stevia candy canes. <laughs> I mean, I, I know they make sugar free candy canes but i think it's out of like splendor or some other garbage oh but, oh, oh yeah uh that's uh asking for some some digestive trouble there yeah um but the you can buy um candy canes that are uh just artificial um i believe yeah. that are just decorative yeah yeah um but uh you know i i think we often model especially with something like around christmas uh, we often model uh, what we want on a Christmas tree based on our childhood Christmas trees, um, which is I, why I think the Christmas tree that I did this year looks a lot like the Christmas tree my mom does, um, and why it sounds like the Christmas tree you did last year was a lot like what you grew up with, too. Um, is You know, we kind of like take take that stuff forwards and apply it to things. Um, unless you're a weirdo with a white Christmas tree. Uh, you, you broke tradition somewhere along that line. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's just, uh, it's nice too to have, uh, to be able to have that, that, uh, tradition to also hand down to someone else. Uh, even though, uh, I, we're at a bit of a dead end here, a little cul-de-sac of, uh, handing that down to people. But, uh, I think my niece hopefully will, uh, uh, pick up on the Christmas trees that, uh, her grandma does and enjoy that. Um, and that'll be, you know, nice to carry forward. Um, cause it doesn't really make a ton of sense why people in Florida or Southern California would get a pine tree and put it in their living room. But, uh, you know, it's because that's what people would do in the Northern, North, Northern and Western Northern hemisphere parts. And then, you know, that's just what you do when there's bomb right, trees. Too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, um, I, I don't know. I, 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 there's not a whole lot going on in the world of tech right now, as is the case, um, which is why we've had a conversation that differs from, in some ways, from our, our typical conversations. Hey, I talked about uh, HomeKit scenes. Yeah, exactly. There was a, there was a little bit of tech involved. and um, How bad that shortcut is. Um, but the, <laughs> the, uh, it's also nice, too, to, to talk about holiday stuff. And while I, I know that you aren't decorating, are you are you committing to any sort of holiday baked goods? Um so I've made gingerbread, um, and I, of course, of course, made my my God was it a hit? My uh, pumpkin pie was was a hit at uh, at Thanksgiving. I my, this is my, your gluten free pumpkin pie that you are famous yes, for. Yes, yeah. yes. My spice supplier, uh, the Spice House, <laughs> which is based out of Chicago, um, makes the most incredible potent 
beautiful aromatic spices and well, I shouldn't say they make, but they, you know, they they produce right. and uh deliver the them. And so I made my pumpkin pie, but this year I uh kicked it up a little bit of a notch, A by using those spices, but also instead of using regular cinnamon, I used uh the Spice House's Saigon cinnamon. Uh the cool thing about Saigon cinnamon is that it is from a cinnamon that has a lot more of the oils that make cinnamon what it is. Um, I, I can't remember how by how much, but essentially it is a powerful cinnamon that is very, like, oh, I remember when I opened it up and smelled it and it was just like, oh, those, those beautiful oils that are in there. Um, but then I really like, if I'm going to make a pie, I like a, a nice spicy pie. And so I added, on top of just the normal spice mix that I use and using the Saigon cinnamon, uh, the Spice House makes a pumpkin spice uh, blend. And so I just put an extra teaspoon of that in there. And so it was, you know, your normal nutmeg and ginger and um, cinnamon and clove and then just an extra teaspoon of just pumpkin pie spice into the mix and took that to Thanksgiving. And I thought that uh, I was going to leave with a completely empty pie tin because people were just like, nom, 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 nom. Um, so it was a hit. I think for, well, I know that as, as part of a gift um, for my uh, they're not my in-laws that for my, my partner's family. Um, I'm going to be making, I used to, when I was in high school, make my friends every year, uh, fudge, peanut butter fudge, dark chocolate fudge, uh, milk chocolate fudge, and usually some sort of like peppermint white chocolate fudge. Um, so I'm going to be doing that. Mm. And, um, we, everybody went super all out for Thanksgiving cooking and I am trying to, and it seems to be, it's going to be a success, introduce one of my family's um, traditions, which is at Christmas time, everybody makes one or two um, soup slash chili slash something you can bring in a crock pot things. And then there's just all of this very warm comfort food there. Uh, but not one person gets kind of stuck with having to make a turkey and this and that and the other. And then you can also make sides. So I'm going to do, I'm going to make mashed potatoes and um, my chili that I like to make. Uh, once again, using some of the Spice House's stuff. And uh, then they're begging me to make my greens again because I make collard greens uh, for Thanksgiving time. And um as they are with my family, they were absolutely a hit with um, Sebastian's family. And so they were like, can you make your greens again for Christmas? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm thinking about doing that. But if I do that, then I'm going to have to get another crock pot. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. But yeah. Um, so I mean, not not particularly festive foods per se. Um, but certainly foods that you have around festive times. Um I mean, but, I, I would argue that that's pretty festive. It's about yeah, gathering yeah, groups, yeah. you know, stuff. Yeah. What about you? Did you make any pies or anything? Oh, absolutely not. Because um, <laughs> of the because uh, of what was happening in terms of travel uh, for Thanksgiving itself, um, Mister Humbug uh, didn't want to make anything at all, and 
it, and it was just like you realize nothing's going to be like open or adding oh, big. Like no, should, I was like we should have something, um, and I would like it to be something festive. And so we compromised and settled on stuffing. Um, and what I like is my mom's stuffing, which is. You know, I'm going to say stuffing. It's really dressing because it's not actually stuffed inside anything, but we all just call it stuffing. So if you're going to be like a, you know, semantic stickler about that, then whatever. But uh, the uh, the stuffing that she does, she buys the Mrs. Cubbinson's like cubed, you know, bread, like stuffing mix. And then she adds, you know, the uh, celery and onion sautés that in margarine because we can't persuade her to not use it. Uh, and then goes the uh uh italian sausage sweet italian sausage and uh red delicious apples because again we can't persuade her to try any other kind of apple um and that all goes in together and the baked uh stuffing is delicious there's enough moisture and uh stuff in the the lower part of the stuffing and then the top gets nice and crispy so you get like that crunchy like you know bread quality to it and some of the apples on the top dehydrate a little bit um, so it's not sugary sweet or anything. It just has like a little bit of acidity from the apple. Uh, but we had to compromise on the stuffing we were making because Jason doesn't believe in using box stuffing. Uh, so we had to get uh, a, a loaf of bread, cube the loaf of bread, dry it out <laughs> overnight, then put it in the oven to toast it a little bit, then take that out, let it cool while I sauteed the onion and celery as I normally would, but in butter, um, real genuine, authentic butter. Uh, then he doesn't like Italian sausage. So we had to use breakfast sausage. Uh, and I, I agreed. Um, and then he doesn't like red, delicious apples. Neither of us do. Um, so instead we used honey crisp, uh, which both of us just would like to eat otherwise and are otherwise good baking apples. So we use that and you get that pop of acidity from that. And um, unfortunately, the breakfast sausage we got was from the fancy grocery store, which turns out is not as good as getting breakfast sausage. That's just like Jimmy Dean um, because it doesn't have the uh, level of spice um, that you would otherwise want to have in it uh, in terms of like black pepper and sage. And then I got fresh black pepper, sage, um, rosemary, thyme. Ooh, there's nothing. Wow. There's nothing I dislike more than taking the leaves off of thyme. It is awful. <laughs> it is tedious. Everybody's just like, oh, you just it's pull the tedious. other way and all the leaves come off. And it's like, no, that's not it true. Doesn't, yeah, that's such a lie. I even have this little green leaf tool mm -hmm. that's supposed to de-leaf them and it never works. No, it never works. Uh, and so anyway, it, it's sitting there taking the time off the stupid little twigs uh and put that in so it's got fresh herbs now uh, what was he making oh he didn't do anything he sat on the couch uh so we okay <laughs> i made the compromised stuffing um and i put the compromised stuffing in the oven and then pulled that out and we had that for dinner uh and with some green beans on the side um because i just uh sauteed green beans uh i think it was with a little vermouth and some shallot um and so that was good. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. It felt festive enough to complete the challenge. And then we froze the other portion of stuffing we didn't eat. And we actually just had it last night. Um, and then we went to Hawaii with his parents. Um, and they had cooked a Thanksgiving with his brother before this. So no one was really like craving Thanksgiving. So we get to Hawaii and then Jason gets an entire Lilikoi Chiffon pie 
uh, lily koi is the uh, Hawaiian word for passion fruit. Um, and a chiffon pie is like a sort of a mousse pie, except you don't make it with uh, whipped cream. You make it with uh, meringue and gelatin. Uh, so it's like this really whipped, airy, wobbly um, pie. Uh, and there's this one place uh, in Kauai, the island that we went to, that makes it called Hamura Simon. Um, and they are known for it. So he just bought an entire pie. Um, and then we just ate that at the Airbnb <laughs> over the course of the week. Uh, so that was our that was our only uh, Thanksgiving pie. Um, and then we went to... Uh, oh, a wedding in Los Cabos, Mexico, and nothing festive happened there. Um, and then we <laughs> came back here, and we're not going to do anything festive because we thought about. We've watched a lot of like YouTube cooking videos from the New York Times uh, food section, um, and uh, you know, like Munchies, which is the Vice food thing, and then uh-huh. uh, uh, all the other things um, where they have like different videos uh, showing you different uh, holiday desserts you can make. And it's like, yeah, I mean, these all sound like great ideas, but at the end of the day, I don't want to make anything. So <laughs> we didn't, we haven't made anything. Um, I assume when we go to my mom's, um, we're going to be conscripted into the usual thing. And so we'll, right, have, right. we'll have the stuffing with the Italian sausage, the red delicious apples and the margarine. Um, and we're going to have finally a turkey, um, uh, which is a, a big thing for me to have twice a year, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And my mom makes a great turkey. It's not dry. Um, she used to make I had, the, I had my first turkey this year that I actually liked. I've never felt that way about... I Truly, never in the history of eating Thanksgiving turkey have I wanted to have turkey after Thanksgiving Day. And this one was so well-cooked um, that I was eating it for, you know, two and three days after Thanksgiving. So... Um, I am a, I'm a convert, um, to the, the, the wisdom that is the consumption of Turkey when cooked properly and not dry and disgusting. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that's just really hard to explain to people. Uh, Like, you know, some people who say like, oh, I hate tomatoes. And it's like, have you had a good tomato or have you just had like the really crappy tomatoes that they give gritty tomato? Yeah. Like the, the pink gritty granular uh, awful tomatoes that they give you like as a slice on your, you know, uh, Whopper or whatever. Like those, <laughs> those are, those are what make you hate tomatoes. But like, if you have like a good tomato, they're, they're great. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, or any other kind of thing. Uh, it's, you know, uh, one thing we had when we were in Mexico was great cantaloupe, um, which you cannot under any circumstances get in the United States of America, um, which I don't understand. Uh, but any anytime you get any kind of like side of fruit, it always will have the worst cantaloupe and the worst honeydew you've ever had in your life. Um, but that doesn't mean that cantaloupe or honeydew are bad. It's just that people don't know what they're doing when they're like sourcing these ingredients. Um, so get a good turkey, cook the turkey well. Um, and you know, don't dry it out. Don't do any like weird things like turkey in the bag. You're just making a steamed turkey, which is weird. Um, they're, they're just, you just baste it with butter, roast it, you know, 30 minutes per pound. It's fine. Um, you know, you tent it with foil when it starts to brown on top. So it doesn't dry out or get too dark. And then you're, you've got a beautiful turkey, uh, cover it in sage, uh, crushed thyme and rosemary that you want to use dry herbs for because, over the cooking time, it would uh, otherwise scorch your herbs and you'd have like little black 
leaves, which is unpleasant to look at. Um, but uh, we'll stay hydrated inside of the melted butter. Um, so, you know, you can just make like a, a delicious turkey. It's fine. Um, unfortunately, my mom used to make great gravy and then she doesn't make as good gravy anymore because uh, my stepdad has certain health requirements. So then we're all having the fat-free in a jar um, turkey that gets uh, sort of doctored up, but it's not it's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you ever had jarred gravy. Uh, I don't think so. It's um, it's got a weird texture to it because it's it's got like that cornstarch. It's it's basically like cornstarch water, and it, it's brown. Um, it, it is unpleasant. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to you or anyone else. But uh, you know, the important thing, regardless of what's cooked, is like being uh happy with uh you know, the experience that it triggers the right memories or you're making the right new memories with the experience you're having. So that's good. Yes, I agree. Mm -hmm. Um, It's all about that togetherness. Yeah. And on that note of togetherness um, in this year where we can absolutely under any and all circumstances be together, regardless of vaccine or booster status uh, that some certain family members may be argumentative about. Um, <laughs> you, you, can, you can just do whatever you want. Uh, enjoy yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Merry uh, Christmas. Merry holidays and happy holidays. <laughs> <laughs> Merry happy holidays. Merry happy holidays. And uh, hopefully Santa will get to poop. I hope Santa gets to Duke. (laughs) 